just when you thought it was safe to go onto iTunes. This is Next Level Guy. The only website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix. Hello and welcome to the Next Level Guy Show podcast with your host, Ian Dawson Mackay. Next Level Guy is a men's interview, interest and improvement website where I interview the greats from all industries to help others better their lives. Listen to the experts in their respective fields being quizzed and learn something. January is a month that everybody wants to get into shape with New Year's resolutions, but most people never get anywhere. They let their excuses stop them. A common one is age. Surely you can't get into shape if you're getting into your twilight years. Wrong. Today's guest is Steve Taylor. Steve is 63 years old and is in phenomenal shape. He looks so good, he recently won an IFBB Masters Physique Pro Card. So, what is it that makes him successful? What makes him look so good? Let's find out. But, before we get to the interview, a quick word about the affiliates. Now, I've built up some awesome deals with some amazing companies. These allow me to obtain some special discount codes, deals and listener exclusives. Please go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates for further information. If you want to get fit internally and externally, then you need to try some of the awesome fitness gear and supplements that Onnit.com make. From steel maces to the amazing cognitive enhancer, Alpha Brain, to a truly amazing line of kettlebells shaped in the guise of animals and superheroes, and so much more. If you go to the checkout with your basket and you enter next level guy all one word in the discount code section of the checkout you'll get 10% off any eligible items in your basket of great supplements and fitness gear they're also offering a number of free trials and supplements you should take advantage of trial which one works best for you before you commit to a full bag for others and particularly loving the natural the pick up video guidance course by rsd's max which aims to help you become a natural woman ross edgley's awesome new book the world's fittest book which provides some awesome advice on training, health, nutrition, and building a successful life. It showcases the f- philosophy and the tactics he used um, while he was just finishing swimming around the UK without going on dry land once. And if you're like me, you love Amazon, then feel free to abuse my Amazon link to get some great discounts and bargains, including a Kindle. It's currently my favourite gadget for passing time when travelling. I do web searching on it, I watch uh, movies and tv shows i read ebooks and i'm truly loving um, my harry potter series and i don't care what anybody thinks it's a truly awesome buy for you or as a gift for someone else there's so many other great offers from companies like my protein under armor the protein works bulletproof coffee me undies gains box dollar shave club and so many more for all the free trials special deals and information just go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. Now, let's get to the interview with Steve. I hope you had as much fun listening to this one as I did during the interview. Enjoy. So if we take it right back to the beginning, and say we met in a gym or in a bar or something like that, you had 30 seconds, you know, how would you describe who you are and why you're you're well known? I mean, physically it's obvious, but... Yeah, my my persona and my my image has sort of gotten attached to this physical old guy that's freaky fit. 
And uh, that's my niche in the in the fitness industry these days. And uh, the older I get, the the better it works for me as long as I stay in this kind of shape. But uh, and, and and I've come to accept it. Uh, I, I like it. I get a lot of mileage out of it. Uh, the attention that an old man gets is it, it's kind of fun to remain relevant. And I'm just happy to be able to beat somebody at anything at this point. So can you tell me a little bit about your upbringing? You know, I mean, were you always the physical child? I mean, is there a, a kind of, I don't, I don't know how to say it, like, you know, the, the, the gene in your family, you know, like uh, you got a strong father, brothers, sister. Yeah. Has there always been like a very sporty gene? What, what would you say to those people who are saying, well, maybe his family just got really good genetics? You know, have you, were you an outlier? You know, that, that's honestly not true in my family. Uh, everybody in my family was fairly athletic, uh, you know, as far as like football and basketball and that kind of thing in school. But uh, the thing that got me going as far as what I do now uh, in the gym is the fact that I was a tall, skinny uh, always self-conscious about being too skinny when I was in school. And, uh, you know, guys, a lot of guys want to be big. They want to be strong and muscular. I always liked that look, and it was so far away from what I was born with that I started. That's what got me going to the gym to begin with, is I just wanted to improve my what I perceived as a skinny, scrawny, tall, kind of a geeky guy and uh, excelled at improving that way more than I ever expected to kind of one door opens another. And I ended up someplace that I never would have expected. Was it a turning point to this or did you always just feel you needed something and it just slowly sort of spiraled? Because, you know, when I was looking at your, um, like your Instagram, it's just phenomenal when you, you look at the shape that you're in, you know, was there a turning point that made you want to go down this road? You know, did you not fancy the likes of like powerlifting, Olympic lifting? What kind of motivated you towards the bodybuilding aspect of it? Well, as a young man, there was no such thing. I mean, I, I compete in men's physique, which is a relatively new category. There was always been bodybuilding and they're kind of the big, thick, gorilla-looking guys. And thats I was always attracted to that and kind of wanted to try to, to do that when I was young. I was so far away from what my actual physical stature was that it was – I could never get big enough. I, uh, I even went so far as to – I was spending so much time at the gym as a young man. I, I bought a gym so that I could make that my business, and I ended up owning three gyms for a while. And tried to become a bodybuilder, and I got pretty big, but not not big enough to be a real bodybuilder. And uh, so I just kind of forgot about that and went away with from it for a while. And then they they came out with this new category, which is men's physique, and I just call it skinny bodybuilding. Really, it's it's a kind of a, a, a long, lean, uh, muscular male model kind of a look, which was just about perfect for uh, what I had where I was at that time. And so I just basically uh, decided to do one. And I really didn't get started in the com competitions until I was older. I was almost too old when I started. Always intended to compete as a younger man and never did it. And then I just sort of decided to do one physique show as kind of a bucket list thing for what I was calling for fun. And uh, 
I did that first competition and I was my own coach. I was my own, uh, did my own diet, my own posing. And I was terrible. I didn't know what I was doing. And I got my ass kicked and I uh, believe I was sixth out of 17, but anybody there that was any good beat me. I was the best of the worst. That's the way I say it. And, uh, it really motivated me. I could see right there that, uh, it looked like it was a lot more fun to win than not. And, uh, so I decided that I could do better. And so it changed my life right there. It consumed me for the next five years after that. And uh, I did another show in six months and I got uh, fourth place. And, uh, you know, the top five get trophies. So when I finished sixth in my first show, I got nothing except I just got sand kicked in my face. And so I came back and got fourth place on my next show. And by my next one after that, I won. And I just kept on winning uh, after that. But I can tell you that I started seeking the advice of people that knew what they were doing. I quit listening to myself for a while, realized that I didn't know enough about it, and uh, got with people that gave me proper nutrition advice and proper workout advice and so on, and it made a huge difference. And uh, uh, the nutrition part of it is the most important. It's more important than the workout, or I put that number one. Anybody can go and thrash around in the gym for a, an hour, but uh, doing the diet consistently that you need to do to make you bring you to that no pun intended next level uh, is is critical. You can't do it without it. Was it to say you can always get better in the gym, but you can't outwork a bad diet? You know, it's always that moment of like they're eight percent made in the kitchen, twenty percent made in the gym. So, was there somebody that you looked up to? back when you were a kid you know were there particular role models like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Lou Ferrigno you know who was the kind of people that you watched in tvs and films that you admired or was it just the guys in the gym that you wanted to be like well you know of course the the number one that everybody in this sport I, I think to this day still looks up to Arnold as the as the the ultimate uh, he is just a a legend like no other, but I, of course, didn't have any aspirin. I mean, to, to me, like we were talking before, that wasn't realistic. And uh, I, mean, I, I just ultimately at the time thought I would just be happy with a better physique, with, with what would be considered a, a good physique. Uh, I, I didn't plan on being taken quite as far as I I did. But, you know, I, I think we're, we're, we are all our own worst critic and uh, especially the people that do what I do, um, it's real easy to never be satisfied. I mean, I believe it or not, I struggle to this day to take my shirt off and look at myself and think that that looks good. Uh, you're never happy. There was a day when I would have dreamed to look like that. But when you get there, you always want to take another step. So it, it's hard. You're you're never satisfied. Because that's something I've really noticed with people who are like exceptional and they're talented. They get to a point where they're they're never satisfied. They always want more. There's yeah. always the next product. Always the yeah, I've just done that, but we can go from here. I mean, when I'm looking at your Instagram pictures just now, it blows me away that you could honestly not be happy with the way you look, you know. But I know what you mean. It's that moment of you start. There, it's like you go down the rabbit hole, like Alice in Wonderland. It's you start learning about nutrition. You learn about maybe a better way of doing squats. Yeah. You learn a better way of doing chest flies, and before you know it, you can break it down into such small components. So, 
can you tell me a little bit about your training? You know, has there been anything small that you've made? Because like I'm doing jujitsu at the moment, which I'm sure everybody who listens to my podcast is fed up of hearing, but oh. <laughs> it's the small, you know, it's the tiny little changes that make the major differences to like how successful you are in certain moves yes. and in roles and things like that. Yeah. So can you think of something that you've learned? Is it been the nutrition side of it that's made the biggest deal? Or is there something else, you know, is there like, like a progression chain or a, a workout, you know, like for me, it was always nutrition. I just needed to eat better. But what was it for you? Yeah, well, the nutrition, I could always look pretty good. Uh, I always, uh, once I put on a little weight as I got older, I always had a pretty good physique and I could eat anything I wanted because, you know, the skinny guy metabolism, you can eat pizza and pie and everything you want and, and not really get fat. And so I was satisfied with doing that till I started doing these competitions and uh, realized that if I wanted to look like the big boys, that I needed to do what they do. And once I finally gave myself over to the proper nutrition, it made a huge difference. But there, just like everything, uh, it, 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 there's, there's a lot more to it than it looks like to the layperson who's on the outside looking in. I mean, just just even the posing when you're in, in the competition. I mean, that doesn't it just doesn't look hard to get up there and stand this way and that way. It, but everything and the presentation is so much more important than than other people know. But the workout too, and I'm going to say one of the the most important things that I've found that improve muscle and just my shape and and make a commonsensical workout that a lot of people don't think of or don't know and some people think it even sounds silly but it is so important and, and it's what we call the mind muscle connection and that is uh you know you might go to the gym and see somebody uh using a dumbbell and curling a dumbbell while they're talking on the phone or scratching their butt or whatever the hell they're doing they're kind of looking off into space or making their grocery list and and uh you need to have your mind on your business and it makes a, a big difference. If you're working, I always say, become the muscle. Uh, and that is, uh, uh, you need to concentrate on the muscle groups, whatever one you might be working. And you need to put, I want to put my brain right there inside my biceps and concentrate on using my biceps and not recruiting from other muscle groups and slinging it up there with my shoulders and and uh, your legs and I mean, you, you know, your body recruits other muscle groups from all over for so many tasks. And uh, it, it's important to isolate the muscles that you're working on, work them to failure. If you want them to grow, you need to work them to failure and even past failure. Your partner could help you do forced repetitions and all sorts of different ways to negatives and, and things that you can use to continue to do a couple more repetitions of every set. Uh, you know, more than you could actually do. Um, and that mind muscle connection though, is just, is just critical. And uh, it's whatever body part you're working, you just really need to have your mind on what you're doing. And I mean, if I'm working my biceps, I stare at my biceps, my left one is smaller. So I stare at that left bicep the whole minute and just concentrate on using that muscle and burning that muscle as much as I possibly can. And the biceps are an easy one. Um, some of the other muscle groups, like uh, any kind of a back exercise where you're doing rowing, pull down, you know, like overhead pull downs or any kind of a rowing motion where you're pulling something towards you, uh, 
Um, of course, that requires your arms, that requires your biceps, but that's a back exercise. And when you're working on your back, I need to concentrate on pulling with my lats or pulling with my traps or, you know, and pretend like you don't even have arms. I mean, yes, your arms are doing it, but your, your, your mind is, is on that muscle in your back. And it feels like if you're doing it right, it feels like you're doing that with your back and your arms aren't even having anything to do with it. So, um, it, it's, that's just huge. And a lot of people don't really realize that. Or, I mean, they'll see me with my eyes closed, concentrating as I'm doing my sets. And they, what are you doing? And I said, well, are you meditating? And I said, well, yeah, kind of, I am. I'm, I'm concentrating on what the hell I'm doing. And it's such a, I, I was just listening away thinking, yeah, I've done, I, I learned that to small section. The guy I used to train with, he would get me into actually feeling the muscle as you're lifting. And, it was amazing to me. I could actually feel it when I, instead of just going through the motion, I could actually slow it down and really feel that muscle working. And I love the way you know. I love the way that you can feel like you. You can feel the passion there. You know, you were talking about like how the different muscles are working, and I could feel like in your head that you could actually feel each thing, like each part, of the like the car engine, you know, kicking away, and you're analyzing the feedback and checking like the the rev rate and stuff like that. You know, and like it to me, like I kind of just go, I need to work on my arms. Whereas to you, you know, you're looking on my biceps slightly lower, things like that. You know, do you analyze these things on a daily basis? How how do you monitor the situation? Is this like, uh, you know, are you like a normal kind of bodybuilder and goes away and like gets measured and progress photos? Is there anything differently that you do? Well, I, I, I do it. I mean, I, I kind of take runs, especially at my age. I have to be a little bit careful because I have physical issues that I, I work around. So I'll go into a, a, a – and believe it or not, even at my age, I can still gain muscle a little bit. But I have to do it uh, – I will do like a 12-week a plan where I just eat and work out in a manner – to, to gain muscle. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll work out differently and eat differently when you're trying to put on muscle and size rather than when you're closer to preparing for a competition where you're, where you're leaning out and trying to shape that muscle. So it's a different workout. It's a different way of eating. But the thing that's particularly hard on me is the gaining part or what they call the bulking season. And, uh, so that, that's hard on me. I have trouble. I have to force food down. I, you know, I don't get fat and, and uh, uh, we'll put on a little more fat when I'm doing that, but I've, I've trained my body and I can control of the weight of my body and do what I want to with it because I've been doing this for so long. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes and the better your body responds. Well, one of the, one of the main reasons I wanted to speak to you was um, I've gotten to, I've started this like new uh, setup where it's like new year, new you, and I'm trying to get f- experts on yeah. where, where mm-hmm. you know, everybody wants to change at the start of the new year. Everybody's going to go to the gym. They're going to get into shape. They're going to do X, Y, Z. And then they start falling away and say, Oh, I can never get into shape. Or I'm too old. I've got kids. I can't do this. I've got no time, etc." And you're the, perfect example of somebody who's not let their genetics hold them back they're not letting the usual excuses and that's why i wanted to get you on because you're in phenomenal shape you're a lovely guy you do you know you promote um bodybuilding in such a great light and i thought you 
you were the best person to get to come on because you blow away all the perceived BS excuses that a lot of guys are holding. And it's great for them to see that yeah, you can do it no matter what age you are. There's always the capability. So what would you say to somebody just now, for example, who's listening, saying, well, maybe he was always in great shape. He mentioned having a gym. You know, did he just need to top up his muscles? You know, did this explode in the quality of your look or were you always just relatively strong? You just needed to figure out how to become more ripped? No, no, I was actually not very strong at all. Uh, I played football in college, but back then, I mean, we went to the weight room a little bit. I was particularly weak, actually. I was a tall, kind of a thin and not very strong compared to a lot of my teammates. And I never considered myself a, a strong guy at all. And uh, I, I have become that way. And I got a lot stronger than I thought. I also noticed myself losing strength now, even though my body will stay looking about the same as my age creeps up on me. Some of that strength has gone away. And, and that's kind of alarming. Uh, from a mental standpoint, uh, people look at me and still think I'm strong as hell. And I'm compared to the average guy, I am. But uh, not in my world, I'm not particularly strong. And uh, of course, I've gotten to a point where I don't worry about that. Uh, it's it's not what I'm trying to achieve. And I don't have to beat anybody up. So I don't necessarily <laughs> worry about my strength. I worry about what I look like because that's that's what I do, and uh, I actually make money with that even at my age now, and uh, it's fun. It's fun. I've, uh, I, I'll tell you, the one thing that I think, if I could put one thing on what how I ended up going as far as I did, and basically overachieving for a for an old man, thick waisted white guy in my world, I I'm, I'm an overachiever for sure, and. Uh, you know, Ian, that uh, passion for something, something that you want really bad is probably the number one thing that can help anybody get to whatever it is that they want. Uh, this requires, you know, to probably to get to the level that I'm at, you really, really want, have to want to get there bad. I mean, it's consumed my life. I, I have to be honest. People ask me, how do you look like that? And everybody wants a silver bullet that secret that that tells them how to look like that. And the trouble is, I think everybody really knows there is no secret. Everybody has a pretty good idea what it takes. And it's it's just dis discipline and perseverance. And uh, it, it's kind of a it, it takes a longer time. You can't do it for three months and, and you feel like you've been doing it. For, you know, you you do this hard and heavy for three months. And to a lot of people, it feels at that point, it feels like they've been doing it for three years. You stop and look at yourself and the changes come so slowly. It's hard for you to see them. Uh, but but I'm telling you, this stuff works. It's it's discipline and perseverance and a belief in the process. And is that where you think majority of modern men are going wrong? Is it that they're, you know, I mean, can every guy do this and they're just not doing it because, you know, they maybe don't have the discipline, they don't have the knack, you know, the main, the skills and the experience and the knowledge is out there. Do you think guys are just not doing it because they just don't commit to it? Yeah. Or why do you think, you know, why do you think you've been so successful compared to, other guys who maybe go to the gym and you're like, is it just that you kept going and pushed it and you know yeah 
Uh, what, yeah. what would you attribute your success to and why do you think people fall by the wayside? Yeah, I, I, I do think that. I think I wanted, wanted it a lot worse than most people. I mean, everybody looks at that and says, oh, wow, that'd be, I'd love to look like that. But when you start getting into and start having to do what you have to do to do it, uh, life is full of so many other things. And it's one of the reasons that I didn't really excel to the point that I have until I was older. Uh, as a young man, I had to chase women. I had to drink. I had to pay my rent. I had to go to work every day and uh, stay up at night chasing girls. And I love the order of that list. That's a brilliant way of doing it. <laughs> and uh, so I, I, was, I was into the gym and all that, but I didn't eat right. I couldn't eat right. I didn't keep the regular hours. Uh, it's a whole new world. You, it, it changes your life. It's a lifestyle to get to, to the point that I'm at where you're on a national level. And, uh, uh, it's, it's, you, you really have to want to do it bad and you have to have the patience and, and be able to devote the time to it. I eat six times a day. I'm either shopping for food, fixing food, eating food, cleaning food up, getting ready to make more food or going to the gym to do my workout. And when family get togethers on the 4th of July or Christmas or, or whatever. I'm the guy that shows up with a piece of fish and some rice in, in, a, in a Tupperware container while everybody else is barbecuing hamburgers and hot dogs. And uh, it's it's no fun. If everybody wants to go party and have drinks, I'll, you know, maybe I'll be the designated driver. And uh, so there's a lot of things that you can't do that are just daily life things that people enjoy doing. And if it's not as important to you to you know, as it is to me, you're, you're not going to get to that level. And whereas somebody else might have a passion for something else and, and nothing stands in their way for that. Uh, for me, it was this. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just saying, listening to thinking that's when I started to see improvement in my, you know, when I took it serious, when I was stopping drinking, when I turned up with the food and that, but to see the level you're at just now, the dedication, the, you know, just how much you must dial in everything. It's amazing to see the level you're at just now. So you mentioned there about it taking a while to start showing on, you know, like in the mirror. So what were the changes? You know, how did you notice you were getting better? Was it just that you were lifting heavier weights or did you start feeling internally different? You know, was it more just what you saw in the mirror, the slow progression or like what, changes in the way you feel and act and indicators should a guy who's starting on this journey look for yeah yeah i i, I think that um uh i was discouraged like anyone when they first start out it feels like that it doesn't work on doesn't work for me and everybody else looks good and i don't and all of that and uh uh it sometimes because the, when you're really wanting to improve and you wake up every morning and look at yourself in the mirror with your shirt off and you don't see any difference every morning, day after day, and you can get a little discouraged then. Uh, and actually, if you're, if you're doing it anywhere near correctly, you, you honestly are making improvements that, that kind of aren't coming fast enough to suit you and you don't notice, but uh, you'll run into uh, somebody that hasn't seen you for six or eight months and they'll go, Holy cow, look at you. Uh, you look great. You must be going to the gym. And, and, and I don't even know. I'll say, really? Really? Well, wow. Thank you. And it's so inspired. It, it inspires more enthusiasm to go back and really hit it some more. 
And once you can get to a point where you see your strength going up and you get to a point where you see little changes in your body, all of a sudden you start to have a little bit of shoulder sticking out there and you got a bump here or a bump there that you never knew existed before. And it's really, if you're, if you wanted it as bad as I did, then that's really inspiring. And it just, it, 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 it wants to make you work harder at it. And of course, once you start looking pretty good, then it's it's good for your confidence and you you really start to delve into the the intricacies and the and all the little things that uh, make a difference in this sport and uh, you know you just kind of gather steam and you just get better and better at it and your body gets more and more used to it and uh, again that nutrition that's what'll make a difference and uh, it, it, it's hard to a lot of people, want to bulk up and put on muscle, but they don't want to be fat. It, it's really, I won't say it's impossible, but it's near impossible to put on muscle and lose fat at the same time. You kind of have to do one or the other. In my sport, you you gain weight and gain muscle in the wintertime. That's the off season. And then you, you melt it back off in, in season. And uh, so, yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> You know, like everything else, the better you get at it and the better you look, the more excited you get about it. And it's uh, it's inspiring. You know, I, I was just sitting listening to that and I was like, it's amazing that a bodybuilding pro feels the same way that I do when I started the gym. You know, you're worried like, oh, am I getting better? Am I getting fitter? That you're surprised when people notice, you know, because you see yourself in the mirror yeah. every day. You don't notice the changes, but when somebody who hasn't seen you for a while comes along, they go, they're shocked at the development and it gives you such a great feeling. And it's so nice to see that no matter what, well, not nice for, for you, I mean, it's like, it's, it's reassuring that no matter what level you're at, every one of us goes through this same kind of development. So how does your training differ? I mean, do the same concepts, principles and stuff like that, you know, like progressive overload and split sets and all this kind of stuff, does that all still, you know, have you had to change your training in any particular way as you've gotten older to kind of get the, you know, to keep these developments coming and building your muscle? Is it different? Like if I found like an eighteen-year-old in the gym, would your plan look much different? Um, no, you know, there's uh, over time there's been so many different new and ways to train and different training theories and so on. And you know, there's not one set prescription to get to where you're trying to go. Uh, there's lots of different ways to do it, and there are many different concepts as far as training goes, but it's all still basically the same. Like you say, progressive overload, uh, uh, taking your sets to failure and past failure. If you work out with a workout partner, you get what you call forced reps on the end of your sets and uh, that kind of a thing. And you don't always want to do that, but uh, when you're in a bulking mode, you you do. And uh, yeah, and the, and the food, always the food. Uh, the one thing that, uh, another thing that people don't, uh, a real uh, a question I get all the time is, "Holy cow, how much how much time do you spend in the gym every day?" You know, I, I don't spend any more time in the gym than anybody does. If you go in and work hard, uh, an hour and fifteen minutes is is more than plenty. And I, as a rule, I don't spend much more than that. Maybe an hour and fifteen minutes on my workout, and another fifteen minutes on my abs three days a week, and I'm good as far as the time I spend in the gym. It's the food. 
because you know you know, there'll be people sitting just now going oh he must be in there three hours he must be in there four hours there must be like testosterone um, injections you know there's no way that he's doing the same work and it's like you said it's the same stuff you just need to be a bit more understanding of the principles behind it you have to be wanting it more and uh, you know these things that have, are impossible for other people i think we just i don't want to say like my generation and i mean i'm 36 at the moment and i think we my generation have become a bit soft we kind of expect like the instant gratification we're used to like the notifications the ordering online and getting it delivered straight to us we maybe don't want to work as hard you know, we just expect it. There's too many of us who think, oh, I should go there, go to the gym a couple of times, and I should be ripped. Yeah. They don't understand yes. what's behind it, you yes. know? I mean, does that kind of thing annoy you that you see these kind of modern-day guys in the gym and they're just well, they're doing all these fancy boss you balls and all that kind of stuff, and they're just not following what you're doing to be successful? Well, I, you know, I, I try not to, to be the guy in the gym that tries to tell everybody else. First of all, I appreciate anybody that's in the gym. They're there to to improve themselves. Whether they're doing it correctly or not is, is another story frequently. But but uh, I, I try not to be the guy that sticks his nose in, in unless I'm asked. I also try to be friendly because sometimes uh, I, uh, people find – and I'm not even as big as a big bodybuilder, but I'm, I'm muscular and in good shape. And, you know, it's, it's beyond what most of the people in the gym think they can ever do. And so they're a bit intimidated and they think, oh, this guy's, you know, he doesn't want to be bothered. I don't want to, I, I can't ask him a question. No, not, not for me. I, I try to be friendly and particularly to those people that don't know what they're doing or, or aren't what I call a gym guy. Um, uh, for a long time in my life, I was like everybody else. I would join the gym. Uh, I would go for a week or two. I really didn't like doing it, but I felt like I should. And I wanted to get that muscular look, but I would go there and I think oh, this doesn't work on me. And everybody else here knows what they're doing and they all know each other. They're talking and having fun and working out. And they look good and they're, they're familiar with it. And then I said, then there's me. I'm over here kind of flailing away and uh, I'm just a skinny wimp and I don't know what I'm doing and I feel really self-conscious and I would force myself to go to the gym for two or three weeks and then boom, I'm done. I can't, I can't make myself go back. And I, I, I did, I went through that cycle several times before it finally stuck for me, before I finally stayed long enough and got serious enough to make progress. So when I see that same guy in the gym now, I always try to, to speak to him uh, words of encouragement and be friendly and uh, make them comfortable there so they don't feel like a fish out of water. And I want them to stay. I want them to enjoy themselves and stay and get better instead of get discouraged and shit can it. No, I mean, I, I love that because how many guys start and they don't see instant changes and think, no, okay, I, I can't be like yeah. those guys. And it's so good to see that you had the same kind of worries that we had. And I mean, I started and stopped the gym so many times because <laughs> yeah. I expected quick changes. You know, I, I mean, I'm six foot three and I expected to be like ripped, like, you know, Jay Cutler and all these kind of guys. And <laughs> I think we kind of come in and you see amazing physiques and you think, Oh, I won't be like that. Yeah. But then you're like maybe only listening, you know, like a peanut and yeah. weights compared to them. And then we think, oh no, we can't get between that. And it's brilliant to see 
like how open and honest and helpful you are because like all your videos you're always smiling you're chatting to people you know there was one where you were showing off your trophy and you're more interested about talking about your wife on your instagram and you know there's all it's you're not one of these people who goes in doesn't speak to anybody you know you may you look like you're having fun you're enjoying it yeah so i mean how does your training like you know could you i know there's people who are just now screaming just now going will you ask him about his training you know could you just give me like a, a, a rough week? Like, say you're training just just now, like for a competition or something like that. Does it differ? Is it just squats, deadlifts? Is it just all the basics, the the fun stuff, or do you start analysing like where you are at the moment, where your weaknesses are? How would a bodybuilder st- start setting up towards a uh, you know a competition? Well, I, I always try to work towards my weaknesses, and I have, you know, like like everybody, I have perceived weaknesses. Well, not perceived; they they are weaknesses of mine, and so I, I I do spend more time on that kind of a stuff. And I'm sorry, Ian. What what was the rest of that? I mean, it just went right out of my mind. You know, what is your basic sort of training looking like? You know. Is there is it just yeah. going in like Monday legs, Tuesday back, that kind of thing, or do you find you have to do differently because you know you don't respond to say, like do you do like a full body rather than split, or are you just the same as? Uh, yeah, I, I I don't I I I'll do. Uh, I work different body parts uh, on different days and I work them in a cycle. Um, I usually do a couple of body parts per workout. Like I'll do chest and uh, triceps one day, uh, um, shoulders and biceps one day, uh, legs one day, uh, back and, and shrugs or, or just kind of mix it up a little bit. And I also, uh, the one thing, and most people know this, but a lot of lay people wouldn't be aware of the fact that you need to mix it up. I mean, uh, maybe one chest workout, you're going to use the uh, free bar bench press and you're going to use the uh, incline bench press machine or cables or uh, what you don't want to do is every day that you have work on your chest, you don't want to go to the, uh, you know, through the same progression. In other words, uh, I always use the the free bar bench press first, then I move over to cable flies, then I move over to uh, an incline machine. And, uh, you know, people get their favorite, uh, favorite things that they like to do for each body part, and they want to do that over and over again. And you need to, in order to force your muscle to grow, you need to use what they call the confusion principle, which is, uh, uh, you know, you'll work your, the same body part in different ways on different workouts. So your body, your, your muscle, it's smart. If you ask, if you use the same weight and use the same progression of, of movements, uh, every time you do that body part, your body gets used to what you're asking it to do. And it will do that. And it won't, it'll just do what you ask it to do. In other words, there's nothing forcing it to compensate and get bigger. So you need to trick it. You need to cross it up. You need to push it past what it can do, push it to failure and do it in different ways every time you work that muscle. And by that, in that manner, your muscle has no choice but to uh, to compensate by getting stronger. And uh, so the other thing is to make sure you give each body part enough rest 
in between workouts. If you really blast the crap out of that particular muscle group and uh, you don't want to come back and do it again too soon, so you blast the living crap out of it, it breaks that muscle down and tears it up and it has to heal up. And what it do is you tear it down so that it can build itself back bigger and better than it was before you tore it down. So if you work everything too frequently or, or overtrain or spend too much time in the gym, that muscle doesn't have time to repair and grow. And it, literally people can spend too much time in the gym and get worse results than if they were spending less time. If that's why you need to work smart. It's, it's amazing to think, I think that, isn't it? you know, that there's people who are spending three, four hours and they're actually yeah. making yeah. it worse by doing that. So, what would you say, I mean, if I went and had a look at your training logs, for example, would you say that you follow like the standard kind of philosophy, like five sets of five, three sets of eight, you know, is there anything different than what you're doing to kind of, to allow for your, like for your age, for, for being a slightly older guy than maybe some of these younger paps in the gym? What is it like, you know, cause I mean, I'm um, approaching 40 now. So, I mean, I know that I need to get better recovery. I need to be sleeping. I need to be eating, et cetera. But, I mean, are you just, would it be the same three sets of 12? Or do you have to follow some of these other principles and different things? Or do you just have to keep mixing it? Or Well, I have fairly, because I'm an older guy, I think that the, the way I learned was kind of what would be considered somewhat old school. It's tried and proven. And I try to keep my ears open to other and more progressive ways to train. But they're all basically a variation on the same theme. And uh, so I think for the most part, there are certain movements and certain exercises that, that I avoid. Sometimes a couple of them completely now because of the fact that it's just too hard on my body to do it. Uh, when I squat, I don't squat too often anymore with just a free bar squat because my back hurts so bad and I, my knees hurt and, you know, I got that kind of thing going on. I have to warm up real good on everything. But uh, I, you know, because I've gotten where I am, I can tell you that maintenance is a little easier than, you know, you have to work harder to make grow and improvement and, and maintaining, which I do more of now. And uh, because it's it's hard on my body, uh, it's hard on anybody's body a little bit too. If you're if you are working, improving, and growing, you're busting ass. Because if you're not, you're not you're not growing. You're not improving. And I think a lot of people that go to the gym think they're working hard, and a lot of people really don't have a concept of just how hard and how much pain you need to subject yourself to to get where you're trying to go. It's uh, you need to man up nut up and uh and the grind i call it the beautiful grind that i love that i mean it's it's so good to see that it's the same things you know it's just getting under the bar it's lifting it it's actually just putting the work in and getting those reps in and not overkilling it and not living in the gym you know so you mentioned about your you know your your philosophy to nutrition how would you describe it is it like eating clean the whole time you know do you have cheap meals do you like because there's so much like uh stuff available in the world now and sites to see and things to try and that 
you know, would I find your diet clean the whole time or do you allow yourself a wee cheat meal here and there? How does it affect you being like an older guy? Because I mean, I find if I start eating crap now, I tend to really struggle to shift it. You know, do you have to be different in terms of nutrition at this age? Well, you do it long enough. I eat pretty clean most of the time. And of course, it depends on the situation. If I've got something that I'm prepping for, I, I don't do competition so much anymore. I've got over into, uh, I do videos. I do a lot of, uh, of videos geared towards older people, fitness videos geared toward older people. And I've been lucky enough to, to, to do photos and videos. And most of my stuff that I do is geared towards seniors uh, because it's not that, I mean, I'm in good shape and I, I can, can be competitive with the young guys but I don't, you know, I mean, and there's a lot of young guys that look as good as I do. The thing that makes me unique is that I'm 63 years old and I look like that. And uh, so the freaky old guy is kind of my niche in this market. But as, as far as the eating, um, yeah, I eat six times a day and, and, and I think that's critical. I mean, a person needs to eat five or six times a day. And that's really hard to do when you're trying to hold down a job or you've got things going on in your day. And I found that I just, I, I pack my food the night before and what it, whenever it's time to eat, I stop whatever I'm doing right wherever I'm at and I wolf down the food. But, um, you know, I, you, I eat controlled portions and I eat more often and, and that right there will make a big difference in the fat retention and the, the way your body retains fat. Because a lot of people in this day and age, they'll eat a big breakfast and won't have lunch till one o'clock and, you know, miss a meal or, or uh, you know, they don't eat, eat great to begin with. And then they eat on a real sporadic kind of a schedule and your body doesn't know if it's coming or going. In other words, it's going to cling to fat because every time you eat, uh, your body's saying, well, I'm going to hang on to this fat because I don't know when this guy's going to feed me again. And uh, so it, it starts getting in a mode where, where, where it doesn't let go of fat very easily. Whereas if you will eat fairly clean, do that six times a day, do controlled portions and don't overeat, you're eating every two and a half hours. And so gradually your body gets used to that and it says, hey, I don't need to hold on to this fat anymore. I'm, an, I'm eating every two hours. He's going to feed me again right away. So I, I don't need to hold on to this fat. And uh, like I said, the easier, the longer you do that, the easier it, it is to maintain a, a lower fat level. And I, I think that's one of the most critical things. But I, uh, I, I fall off the wagon. I, I'll eat a piece of cake once in a while. I'll go out to the restaurant and eat something. When I eat in the restaurant, I try to avoid really uh, decadent things. There are certain things... Uh, uh, that aren't great, but, uh, you know, I can go to the restaurant after, uh, the gym, uh, for breakfast and I will have, a uh, sirloin steak with egg whites and, uh, uh, dry hash browns and dry wheat toast. And I'm having almost a, a regular, you know, steak and egg breakfast, uh, but just no oil. I mean, the potatoes are healthy. You don't put a bunch of oil, uh, uh, the bread's a little bit fattening, but you don't put any butter on there. It's good uh, carbohydrate. And uh, the steak, if you get a lean, lean cut of steak, uh, you know, so it's just the little things that, that you do. Uh, but when I'm when I'm regimented and, and, and prepping for a show, of course, I eat clean all the time. And if I get ahead of schedule, 
uh, and I'm maybe ahead of schedule on the diet, I'm four weeks out and I look like I'm two weeks out, I'll throw a, I'll throw a nice fat cheat meal in there. But I toe the line very, very strictly when I'm prepping for something. The rest of the time, I just try to eat with some common sense and uh, keep it pretty clean. You know, there's a, there's a ton of stuff that you can eat and you don't have to go hungry. I don't diet, I'm never hungry. If I feel myself hungry, then I know I'm burning muscle and I go into panic mode and I get something in my mouth right away. So I'm never hungry. I eat a lot every day. It's great. I was just listening, thinking, you know, it's, it's so basic that so many people overplay it. You know, it's like eat six times a day, eat every two hours. You know, it's like some people were saying, oh yeah, you can eat three times of their bigger meals and stuff like that. But I liked how it was very you know eat say 80 percent clean or 90 percent clean have the cheap meal as you need yeah. it don't you know you didn't sort of come out and go oh i need x and i need to do that and i mean do you find you need more protein as you're getting um as you're aging or you know does your needs for different levels of carbohydrates change as you get older have you found anything that kind of makes a massive change in your diet to keep your physique the way it is because you look in like better shape the majority of young guys 18 19 like uh, would your meal plan be much different than the majority of gym goers that you'd find i I don't think so Uh, not the majority of gym goers of of the people that i well maybe the majority of gym goers because i don't think that they pay much attention to the way they eat. They go to the gym and think that they're doing what they should be doing. And, you know, that's the one thing people don't like to sacrifice. They ask me, uh, how do you do, how do you get like that? And I say, well, you know, you got to go to the gym. Okay. I can go to the gym. Well, you gotta, you gotta clean up your diet a little bit. Okay. I can clean up my diet a little bit when they find out how, how they have to clean it up. They're not willing. And then I tell them you can't drink much. Well, that, that usually that usually queers the deal right there. They'll they'll all eject after they find out that they can't drink beer and and eat the way they they want to. You know, everybody's willing to go to the gym and thrash around for a little bit if they could look like that. But uh, you know, it, it it's not for everybody because it, it's literally to go as far as I have. It, it's a lifestyle. It, it's your life, and uh, a lot of people either can't or won't do that. A lot of people can't because they have a, you know, work and family and things make it really hard for those people, just like it was for me when I was younger. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really struggling at the moment because I always imagined to get to that level that there be, you know, like these split patterns, there be these secret kind of eating rituals and you know, I'm I'm just seeing you doing the same kind of stuff that I did when I was powerlifting. That I've seen maybe my mate uh, Dave, um, who's an absolute beast of a guy, and you know he would eat it like that and he'd be clean and he'd have all these rep patterns and you know and I'm not seeing anything different. So I'm trying, like, I'm really keen to get you on because I wanted to find out the little changes that you made that have made you so successful. I mean, is there like in terms of your recovery? You know, are you taking supplements? Do you think, um, is your recovery patterns different? Do you have to eat, uh, sleep more? Do you find that you have to lift at different times of the day compared to you used to? You know, how does your recovery differ as you're starting to get older? Because you know these guys sitting just now going, oh, I'm always knackered after the gym. Oh, my back's aching because of the kids and blah, blah, blah. How, how do you utilize recovery in your plans? Well, 
I, 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 I take some things. I don't take a ton of supplements. Uh, I will, I've got a certain amount of protein and a certain amount of carbohydrates uh, that I want to take in every day. And I'm going to spread those over six meals and, uh, uh, I'll use protein powders cause I, I, at 200 and I'm 230 pounds right now. My stage weight is 222 and I'll get down to, you know, three and a half, four 4% body fat. If I don't get down that low, I don't win. One of the ways that I used to win was because my conditioning was freaky. A lot of guys, even guys that do what I do, don't quite understand the preparation completely. And in my sport, you don't have to have the most muscle. Unlike the bodybuilders, in physique, you need to be pretty. And your conditioning needs to be impeccable. And learning how to do that is is huge. But for my recovery, uh, BCA, branch chain amino acids, I take them two or three times a day. I try to gather a lot of my protein and a lot of my carbs for the day around my workout before and after and in the vicinity as the evening wears on. My last meal of the day will just be protein only with no carbohydrates whatsoever. I like to front load the carbs and and, and, uh, basically gather them around my workout on both sides of my workout and then uh, taper off. But I've got a certain uh, amount of of protein and carbohydrates that in my mind I want to take in each day. And so whether I'm eating in a restaurant or whether I'm eating at home or, or whatever, I, I keep that in mind with what I'm ordering or, or, or what I'm fixing. And uh, again, like I said, I don't go hungry at all. I, I basically, to put it in basic terms, I've got, I've got a, a several items in the protein column and several items in the carbohydrate column. And the way I make a meal is I pick one from each column put it together and make a meal. And I do that six times a day. And you know, the proteins, everybody knows them, but egg whites, chicken breast, turkey breast, um, uh, lean beef, maybe not quite as often, uh, fish, any white fish or shellfish, all good. Eat the crap out of that stuff. Uh, Carbohydrates, breads and muffins and things like that, no, out. Uh, rice, white rice, brown rice, potato, sweet potato, oatmeal, cream of rice, uh, uh, those kinds of things. You know, they're not all that exciting. Uh, As far as sauces and butter and things, uh, no, not really. But there are things that you can season your food with. Salt-free seasonings I use. Uh, Salsa. You can put salsa on anything and make it taste better. And mustards also. Salsa and mustard are two things, and they have flavored mustards. So that's two things that I use as often as I can. I don't use mayonnaise or ketchup or any of that. I use I use salsa. I use some kind of a mustard or flavored mustard. I also use sugar-free pancake syrup on some things, on my oatmeal, on my egg whites. I use salsa or um, uh, sugar-free pancake syrup, either one on my egg whites. And a lot of times I, 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 I'll, I'll take 12 egg whites in the morning and 12 egg whites in the evening. So I, I have so much of it every day that I, I get tired of cooking it up. And sometimes I just put it in a shaker cup and put a scoop of protein powder in there and just slug that stuff down. Uh, you know, I buy liquid egg whites at the store and, uh, I just, I mean, I'll eat 25 egg whites a day. It's when I'm thinking about like, there's nothing difficult about it, is there? There's, you know, I think it comes down to, like you said before, 
about how much you want it and how much you know your mental strength to just keep doing it because you know you're eating the same as a lot of bodybuilders you're working out you're recovering you're finding out what worked for you you know how you the kind of supplements that you need to take so i mean how do people react to how you look you know because when i showed i was um, speaking to my mom on facebook so i showed her a picture of you and said oh yeah this is a guy i'm interviewing and because he's like in such great shape and he's like an outlier guy you know he's the like he's an older guy but he's in fantastic shape and he blows away all these kind of excuses and you know i give her this kind of really impressive spiel about why i wanted to interview you and her question was are you single she said you look phenomenal you know how, how, how do people react because we all have this image of like older people yeah you know the kind of like droop like droop shoulders and maybe a bit more of a like a hunchback kind of like because they're so kind of rounded over and stuff like do you feel like funny the way that people interact with you um you know it, it's actually fun for me i get a lot of attention like i said for an old man because of it and and it's fun and i, I honestly will get more attention when i'm ripped and lean and really what i consider not very big you know at 220 to 225 pounds versus 260 when i'm big and strong but uh I like I always tell my wife, I mean, I, I actually, particularly in the summertime, because I, I, I show what I got, I'll walk around with a tank top on or something like that. And, and people stop me, I, I, people stop me every day and ask me about it. And, and, and it's fun for me because it's what I do and it's flattering. Um, I have people stop me sometimes and want to take pictures with me. And uh, that's fun. I always used to tell my wife, believe it or not, people stop me on the street and want to take pictures. And she'd say, oh, bullshit. That's <laughs> no secret. Finally, when we were in the airport in Pittsburgh after a show, and within 15 minutes, two people stopped me and wanted to take pictures. And my wife had to hold the phone and take the picture. And I was so happy that finally somebody did it while she was standing right there. But um, no, it. It, it's fun for me. I like getting that attention. I think people that do what I do have a certain amount of ego and uh, I, I, they don't want to admit it, but, uh, but I will admit it. Uh, it. It makes you egotistical. You, you worry about the way you look probably too much because it's, it, it's what you do, but it's fun for me. And sometimes it comes at inopportune moments and people want to ask you questions that have a, a four hour answer, which is basically, well, can you tell me what your diet is or what your workout is? Or, you know, I mean, there's, there's no real answer to that question uh, without you know, spending hours. So, I mean, they mean it well. And I'll tell you another thing that I get all the time, Ian, young guys will say they mean it. They mean it as a compliment and I appreciate it. And I take it that way, but I can't tell you how many young guys tell me, well, you what you're 62, you're 63 years old. Well, I sure hope I look as good as you when I'm your age. And uh, I realize that's a compliment, but of course, most of them probably should wish they looked that good now. Nah. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the way that you can feel the passion. You can feel the intensity, you know, you're not like some of the guys I've spoken to in the gym, they, they, like like you said, the egos there that they they're not interested in helping anybody, and you know you're so you're so warm and friendly and yeah, approachable, and I think that's why you're such a great ambassador for like bodybuilding and for getting to shape and a aging evolution and these kind of things. So, what would you want people listening who maybe think they're past their prime, you know, who couldn't do this? What would you want them to kind of think and like you know to remember in their head? 
is it just that it is possible, but you do have to do the work, or what would you say? Yeah, it's it's it, it basically all boils down to to perseverance and discipline. But you do have to to really really want it because you have to put yourself through a a a, a, a real amount of of being uncomfortable. And like I said, the beautiful grind and, and pushing your muscles past when people really think they're working hard, they're not working hard. They don't know some of them what what hard work is in the real world. And so you just have to, yeah, it, it, it's possible, but it, perseverance, discipline, consistency, uh, you know, you can't do anything for just a little while and get and get where you're going. It's it, it's uh, you incorporate it into your life. And, you know, when you do, it becomes a lot easier. Uh, you know, I always tell people, if you don't if you want to change the way you look, you have to change what you do, because with what you're doing now, this is how you look. If you don't like that or you want to change it, then you need to do some different things differently if you're willing to do that you without a doubt 100 percent positively can change that if you're not willing to do that then learn how to get cat learn how to get happy with what you've got because that's you know that's not so bad for one and uh you know it's um, the, it's, it's the hardest thing in the world to be happy and satisfied and it's what i try to shoot for every day and i'm still trying to get there I love that that's your goal. It's to be happy. Right. You know, you're not yep. looking at it in terms of, I want to be 13 more inches on my X or whatever. You know, you're actually looking at it. I just want to be happy. I want to enjoy life. You know, if I can give back, then I do. And I think that that shows why you deserve to be in, like, like when I look at like an X level guy, you know, it's not just that you're in fantastic shape, but you're actually giving back to other people. You're helping other people improve themselves. You know, you I mean, you look at an amazing person. You look like you have a great relationship. I mean, how does your wife deal with this sort of thing? Does she, does she keep you grounded or like, what's the, you know, yeah, it's funny. Um, I, uh, the people, particularly the women at the gym that are my age asked me, well, well, geez, Steve, what did your wife say? Did, did I tell, did I tell this story already when we were talking earlier? My, the women, the older women asked me what, how, what my wife's reaction is to being married to somebody that, that looks like I do at, at our age. And I tell them, you know, my wife's been there a few times. She's not impressed. She, what she says is get your ass up and mow the grass. Uh, <laughs> I wish my wife would wake up every morning and say, Oh, thank the Lord. I'm married to you, Steve. But uh, no, she's, she, uh, she's proud of it. I'm sure she likes it, but uh, you know, it, it's like anything. I, I don't take myself too seriously. I'm used to looking at myself for one thing. I, I kind of know what I've got going on here, but, but I'm not impressed. I mean, deep down, I'm just a, a plain old normal guy, just like the guy, any other guy that lives next door to you. And uh, really sincerely to what we were just speaking about, my, my only goal, my ultimate goal, I enjoy doing this, but my ultimate goal is to, to be happy when I die. And uh, I think that's the hardest thing in the world, and I get choked up even thinking about it. Yeah, it's, it's sad to think that there's people who put themselves through things, but they're not actually doing it. They're doing it to impress other people. You know, was it to say that we buy crap that we don't need, that we can't afford to impress people we don't even like, <laughs> rather than just going, you know, 
rather than just going out and being being happy and doing what you want and getting out of what you want out of life. And yeah. you know, I think it's 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 a brilliant that you found that thing that makes you happy. And yeah. you know, you know, one one more thing about it, Ian. Um, that I was going to tell you earlier, and I'm glad you reminded me. Um, one of the things that I love about looking like this and doing what I do is it's one of the very few things in the world that people want that can't be bought. I don't care how much money you got, you can't buy it. Uh, and see, that's one of the downsides, isn't it? It's everybody always assumes, oh, it must be steroids. There yeah. must be there must be some secret formula that he's abusing because there's no way you know it's, they try to justify that the reason you're doing that yeah I get that all the time I mean do you get that the whole time always all the time and you know I always I get it so frequently it's mostly uh, people commenting on Instagram or something I mean they they don't say it to your face I mean I've had people say it to my face but and you know I don't do that I, I do have a doctor's prescription like a lot of old guys for a testosterone supplement and and I use it I, I take testosterone weekly and uh, other than that I seem to be able to maintain of course steroids will make you big and I mean I, I look pretty big I, like you you're six foot three I'm six foot four and you know a lot of times tall guys, have a harder time getting muscular. At least we all have the perception that it's harder for us to, to get a muscular look because we're so much bigger and kind of long and gangly. But uh, uh, yeah, I just, uh, yeah. I mean, well, we better, we better give them the plug because, you know, you're a founding member, but what? how did you get involved in aging evolution, you know, and how... You know, because we're learning so much about developing and evolving the body and getting in great shape and stuff, you know, I th- you know, I always think it's really wrong to focus on someone's age and more on what they've done and just to congratulate them on their hard work. So is that what the mission of Aging Evolution is? Is it to let people know that there is no past your prime point, that you can always get better, that you can always improve? That's that's it. Their mantra is uh, it's never let, too late to be great is their their little motto. But uh, yeah, I, I got started in Aging Evolution. They recruited me uh, when I was doing the national championships. Uh, I, I met the man that uh, that founded Aging Evolution uh, while I was there. And of course, they were interested in me because I was so damn old <laughs> and, uh, and still looked like that. But uh, yeah, their 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 mission is is basically nutrition and, and fitness advice, uh, um, for you know the over fifty. I mean, there are people that are you know in their forties that are members as well. But but it's a website and they have uh, supplements and so on and so forth. And it's it's been a really fun thing for me. They've helped promote me, and I've got a lot of uh, notoriety from being uh, involved with Aging Evolution. And, uh, so, so yeah, I, uh, I think it's great. You know, one of the, the, uh, as I understand the up and coming, uh, fitness, the, this fit senior fitness is a, a huge growing part of the fitness industry. Now seniors are, are, are trying to become healthier and flocking to the gym, eating healthier, working out way more than, than ever before. And, uh, so it's, it, it's really quite a, a, a thing that's that's taking this country and uh, I, I think worldwide 
but uh, aging evolution kind of helped put me on the map and I helped put them on the map at the same time. And it's, it, it's been fun. So uh, that's agingevolution.com. And, uh, you know, it's a pay website. You subscribe to it, but you can go look at, you know, they have a page that you can go look at for free and browse around and, and, and see what they're about. And they do posting on Facebook and, and uh, Instagram. And uh, I, I, they're a sponsor of mine. And uh, I, I, I like, to, like to promote them. I get lots of free tank tops and all sorts of gear. Everybody likes free stuff. It's one of the fun things about being where I'm at is that supplements and, you know, gym memberships, and just little perks that, that I don't ever have to pay for anymore because, uh, because I'm the legendary Steve Taylor IFBB pro at 63. Uh, it's, uh, I just I'm kidding, of course. No. I, I was trying to think, like, how how do I follow that? <laughs> it's I just love. I mean, the fact that we've been on for just over an hour now, you know, and I I'm really kind of sort of thinking about how much of your time I was taking, but it was that moment of it felt like ten minutes, you know, and it's so rare to find like you know you're so down to earth, you're warm, you're friendly, and it's. I can I can see why you've been successful. You know, you're just grinding out the work, you're doing your thing, but you're giving it back. And I think that's the great thing about you is this is why, like, I would love to have you on again. We can go into deeper stuff and really go into it. But um, I mean, what I'll do is I'll ask a few more questions and we'll tie it off. But what? what yeah, yeah, take as long as you want. I'm fine. I'm fine sitting here. I mean, what? I'm having fun. Well. If that's the case, then what we'll do, I'll ask you some of my, my favorites. Like, I want to find out a bit more about you. So let's go through some of the fast break questions. Like, So if I throw out some prompts, if you just throw back what comes into your head, um, for example, apart from this one, obviously, what's your favorite podcast? Well, um, I, I'm not that much of a podcast wa- uh, listener. I, as a rule, I, I won't... Um, single out a specific one because I'm not a regular listener to any, but most of them that I listen to, believe it or not, are, are politically oriented. I'm, I'm kind of big into politics. I follow politics and it's, it's frustrating for me like a lot of people, but it's like a train wreck that I can't look away from. So I, I'll, when I listen to a podcast, it's usually something that I've heard about that's uh, affiliated to a, a subject regarding politics that, I, that I'm interested in. It's like me with music. I can listen and I'll I'll know a, a song because I like the yeah. like the guitar on it or something like that. But I won't be able to tell you who the band was, or I won't you know I won't know much of their album or whatever. And yeah. I'm terrible that way. Terrible that way now. I need to pay more attention to certain things, but uh, because I'm not a regular listener, I I didn't even know about Next Level Guy until I heard from you. So I've listened to, uh, oh, oh, as waiting to do this, I, I listened to three or four of yours, and I, I, I like that. I, that's I probably that's I've been a reg as as regular a listener of yours here just of late than than anybody probably. I like it. I'm on a new fun. <laughs> so what would you? Yeah, well, I'm interested. I want to follow you now. Oh, you're a brave man. You're probably one of the only like four people that are on it. <laughs> so, so what would you say? I mean, that's well, actually, that's why I love the internet because you can actually get close to meet people that you that inspire you. You're like, because when I seen you, I thought, right, he he epitome, like he's the epitome of what I want. No, epitome is not the right word. He's like the personification of what my site was about. Was people 
living on a different level, you know, who are maybe doing what everybody else is yeah. doing, but they've taken it yeah. to the next level. They've been better. They're they're using. They're really at the top of the game. So, I mean, if you mentioned about having like a bit of cake and stuff like that, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? You know, if you wanted to really be debauched, like you know, would you have some cream on that or? Like, what's your your real guilty pleasure? Is it a certain band, or is it? What are you ashamed? Oh, um, you know what's funny is that once you start eating clean, like I said, it's 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 getting in the habit, just like going to the gym or or, or all the other things that you have to do to do this. Um, I get to where I don't mind it. I enjoy it. I'm used to it. It's what I expect. It's what I'm used to. And so I see stuff that I say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to have a big pizza. I'm going to eat the whole pizza or I'm going to have a a piece of carrot cake or I'm going to have this or that. And frequently, even when I find myself in a position where it wouldn't hurt anything to do it, I have a hard time pulling the trigger. I can almost get it right to my mouth and then really not want to do it. And uh, so I love pastries though. If I if I had to pick something, uh, I love pizza. I love burgers, but if I just had to pick, probably the guiltiest pleasure it would be decadent pastries. Oh, you're making me hungry now. I'm visualizing a few in my head. So, what would you say your if you had to sum up like masculinity? You know, if you had to get a definition, what would you say? You know, what makes a good man in your opinion? Well, you know, I think as we get older, our, our our opinion of that kind of thing changes. For me now, it doesn't have anything to do with with muscle or it's to me it's maturity, the way you treat people in your life, uh, your wife, your kids, the things that you enjoy spending your time doing, doing the right thing when nobody's looking. And uh, just just that, those kinds of things that a real man that it's that it's hard to that it's hard for anybody to do uh, to stay on the to stay on the right track. And uh, you know, I mean, as far as uh, I mean, I'm happy to have a drink or two, but I don't want to drink too much. I don't want to smoke. I don't want to subject people to ill treatment. Um, I want to be, I want to be a good person and uh, male or female, but uh, you know, you can really make a difference in people's lives, younger people and people that look up to you and uh, set an example for others and be how you, you know, be an example for them. And they want to, they want to be you. They want to be like you and uh, you need to be, the right person for for that for people to look up to and uh you know you the way you treat animals and kids and old people and and the kind of things that uh you know that a lot of people don't pay much attention to don't care about and those kinds of things are important so do you think Seriously. i mean do you think that's what you want to have on your like on your gravestone that like or the on your deathbed what you want people to remember about you is that you know like that kind of look that you know that you're a good person that you gave back is that what you want 
what is that what gets you out of bed in the morning? What motivates you? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to be remembered. I'd like to be remembered for that. You know, I try to be a good husband and a good father. Uh, doing what I do, even at my age, I get on Instagram and take my shirt off. And, uh, uh, you know, I get all sorts of solicitations. Ian, I, you have an Instagram account. I don't know how much of that you see, but I mean, honestly, I get naked pictures from women all over every day. Uh, I, uh, I get offers and I mean, some people are pretty sick <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you know what? It's all part of the game. It's all weird, fun, flattering, shocking. Uh, it's just incredible, but I wouldn't trade, you know, I wouldn't trade any of it. It's just, uh, it's all the experience of my life. And it's just, you know, it makes me want to be a better person. My wife makes me want to be a better person. And I enjoy, uh, I enjoy, you know, being admired by others and showing them that just because I still, you know, could have something to do with other women or what, I mean, I, you know, I love my wife. She's, she's not, I get stuff from young women all the time. There are a certain number of young women out there that just like old guys. And uh, w when I look like I do, I mean, that doesn't hurt. And, and so I hear from them and get solicited by them. And I, I have no interest in that. And I'm proud to let people know that I love my wife and my family. I love that. I mean, that's the beauty of it is that, you know, because you're so successful, it's easy to become egocentric and, you know, kind of like thinking above people and that. And it's so nice to hear, you know, you talking about your family and them being the inspiration and them, you know, like that you love them and that they're the people that you do this for, you know? I mean, if you had your time again, would you change anything? Would you want to be like you are now? Oh, I've done some bad things in my life. Believe me, I've been all sorts of things that I wouldn't, ever do over again. I mean, that's how we learn, but, but no, I wouldn't change anything. I've had a, a, a an eventful life and it's been a wild ride and, and there have been really bad things and really good things. And I've, I've leveled off, you know, you, you mellow out and level off and I've gotten to a place that I feel pretty good about myself and I wouldn't change any of it because I think it, it took all of it to, to, you know, like, like you say, made me who I am today. Uh, I mean, I completely agree with that. You know, it's, I love that answer because it shows that, you know, you're like me, you understand that you need to go through everything, no matter how bad it was, to get to where you are now, to be yeah. the person that you are. And you learn, you either succeed or you learn from something. And I think that's the problem is we forget that not everything negative isn't always a bad thing. It might be the thing that teaches yeah. you about life or to be a better person. Yeah. So how do you juggle all this? You know, being a father, having um, having that kind of responsibilities, having a wife, having like, you know, going to the gym, eating, building sponsorships, building a brand, all this kind of stuff, you know, like putting your your message and stuff out there and going to shows and stuff like that. How, how on earth do you keep this going? You know, like it's just tiring thinking about it. What would you say to somebody? Well, it's... It it, it's not so hard now. When I was younger, I, honestly, I look better now than I did when I was younger because I did have all this other stuff going on. And uh, so as I've gotten older, my, my kids are all grown up and gone now. They all have their own careers. And uh, so it's just my wife and I. And uh, so that's when I really got even 
stronger into this. Like I said, I didn't do start doing my competitions until I was kind of older. I was one of the oldest guys there right from the beginning. And I, and now I'm, I'm always by far the oldest and usually the tallest. I'm six, four. And so I, I, yeah, I, I just, uh, it's not hard for me now because I can devote my time to it. I've got a little bit of money I've got an income without having to be there every day. And so I've been able to just worry about, worry about this. And uh, so it, it's been really nice. It's been fulfilling for me to, to have something that I've worked towards and actually not only achieve it, but actually go by my original expectations and, and kind of fell into this and one door opens another. And the next thing you know, I'm doing a podcast with a guy from the UK at 63 about my physique. It's incredible. Well, I mean, I always wanted the the first one to be, a, you know, just a kind of general one. Cause I could have got in, I was interested in like, you know, what's your rep scheme was, isn't it? But the more I found out about you, I just thought, He's actually a really great guy. You know, I just wanted to find out about your inspirations, your things. And I love the fact that I can get to talk to you and ask you about your life and stuff like that. I can go and interview like a jujitsu guy. I can go and interview a lady about cleaning your, like organizing how to clean your house. I can, it's, the world's such an amazing place. And I think we sometimes get so wrapped up in our own things. You know, you can't Mm -hmm. see the wood for the trees. We're too busy. We, we forget to enjoy life. Now, this is my favorite question. Um, you're sitting at the head of a dinner party. You're throwing it, you and your wife. You've got five other seats. Now, these people can be real or fake, alive or dead, but this is your dream dinner party. So they can be fictional. They can be somebody from your family. They can be a relative, whatever. But this has to be your perfect dinner party. You have five other seats. <laughs> Who are you inviting? Uh, John Wayne. That one I know right off the bat. Um, Good choice. Uh, Winston Churchill. Uh, Joe Namath. I don't know if you know who that is or not, but it's a boyhood hero of mine. He's a, a quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback, won Super Bowl three, played for the New York Jets. He was just always my childhood athlete idol. Well, he's a has-been. I, mean, he, I was a little kid. I don't, I, you know, I don't idolize these athletes anymore. But I, I, I love sports, and I love to watch sports. And he was just a, a childhood idol of mine that I, that I really looked up to. So, uh, uh, let's see. That's three. My dad, who's no longer living, and uh, I don't want to take too long in deciding here. So. I, I'm going to leave it right there. I mean, there's a, a number of people that I admire, but those are four that are my most admired. No, I mean, I'm sorry to hear about your dad, but he raised a. Well, I'm 63 years old. Uh, well, <laughs> so not a lot of guys. I'm not saying that I, he couldn't still be alive, but he he's not. My yeah, I mean, you, you can tell that they did a fantastic job. You know, it's there's people I speak to who I kind of go. Hmm. they kind of believe their own hype and then i meet people like yourself who i just kind of go that's the kind of guy i'd like to be you know that no matter the level of success they're at they're always willing to give back they're always wanting to be a better person and help others and just be open and friendly and that's like like you were saying about 
what motivates you that's the kind of thing i would love to be like to be remembered by and i love meeting other people that are like that i mean is that what you want people to take from like an interview that it doesn't matter where you are now that you can do this kind of stuff that there is yeah yeah absolutely and you know as far as giving back it's fun for me i mean it's i'm just not doing it to for show or whatever i i love helping these young guys i've inspired several just guys off the street that go to my gym that probably never would have done a physique show and uh i help them and uh it excites me i get fired up i want these young guys to do good i want them to do better than me i i love this shit <laughs> it, it's so weird sometimes like you think well they swear when i always say yeah you can swear don't worry at all and some people just let rip and then there's some <laughs> you kind of think oh is he gonna say it is he gonna say it you know i mean that's I just every I never I, I couldn't find a bad word about you when I, I was looking through interviews and people are always saying that you're smiling, you're joking, you're you're always like taking the mech and stuff, you know. And that's what I like about it is that you don't take life too seriously and that you you kind of motivate people. Yeah. And I think we sometimes forget that we take you know we all think oh you go to the gym six times a day you gotta be eating nonstop you gotta be doing this you gotta be doing that and they forget to live life at the same time and you're a great example of somebody that can do both so what's an unusual fact about yourself now this is how i usually finish off interviews before the the last one but what's the the thing that apart from your amazing physique it's uh, such a unusual age what's something about you that people are really surprised when they hear um I don't know if I have anything that's too surprising. A couple things about me. I have a real soft, soft spot for animals and old people. And uh, I am a softy. I cry easy. I'm sentimental. And I and I get choked up and I cry Are we talking easily. in films or? Yeah. Over... Well, yeah, even that sometimes. Uh, but just anything that has to do with my kids or anybody's kids or bad, bad things that happen to good people. Uh, you maybe can hear me. I choke up right now just talking about it. No, I mean, and that, that's a good thing because it shows that you've got your, your, you can be emotional. It shows that you can actually, you know, you're appreciative and tied into life. And I, I mean, I became an uncle, um, like my oldest nephew is going to be seven, um, on the 16th of December and it's amazing how they've inspired yeah. me to be a better person so I can be like they can look at I I don't want them to ever think oh he's coming to he's coming to visit is he I want them to be so excited and wondering what I'm doing but you know it it, it made me understand because I was getting bored and I was you know I was doing bits and bobs here and there but when you see it from a things from a child's eyes the the joy and the how everything's amazing and they want to learn about everything. And it really makes you think, yeah, yeah, I want to be yeah. somebody that they look up to, that they come to advice from, you know, it's scary to me to think they'll go to my brother for help. He's, <laughs> I don't think he's even figured it out himself, but you know, I will be, I will be the fun uncle. Yeah. You know, at the moment I'm playing the games, I'm like yeah. the tickle monster. I'm the pirate that they have to chase and all that. Cause, and it yeah. just makes yeah. life so much fun. But 
I think we, you know, I, I love your message. It's, it's we need more people like you in the world that make other people realize that. So, I mean, no, I know we're coming up to about an hour and a half, and I, I really, I'm so grateful for this. It's been one of my funnest interviews I've done in a long time. The fact that this is your first interview is blows me away because you, it's like you've been Thank doing you. these for years. You know, it's it's been an absolute joy, and I would love to have you on again. But um, how can people find out more about you? You know, how can people who are interested in following your career and you know getting in touch and seeing like training plans and stuff like that? I mean, apart from sending naked photos on Instagram, what's the best way to get in touch? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, um, I, I don't know. I, I have a. I, I, I'm happy to hear from anybody. I, I put a, a an email address right on my Instagram bio page, and um, I, I do hear from a lot of people, and they ask questions, and I honestly try to respond to everybody that that seriously wants me to you know i mean like i said the naked pictures or some ridiculous question or something that's not serious maybe i don't respond to because those kind of people you're best to to not respond at all don't don't do anything it only encourages them to to continue but for the most part anybody with a serious question i i i appreciate people appreciating me I don't take myself too seriously, and I'm I'm just a regular guy. I, I I really really do enjoy helping people. I want to try to answer their questions. Uh, I just you know I just I do dig life. I dig people, and uh, yeah, that. Uh, but but as far as getting a hold of me or learning more about me, I you know I mean I you can Google and find out a few things about me, or you can uh, go to my Instagram page, or you can you can. You can email me and ask me whatever you want to, and I welcome it. Well, I know you're going to have a new wave of fans from this because you'll have blown people away with your pictures of like your physique, and you'll have blown people away with just how down to earth and happy and inspiring you are. So that's why I was desperate to get you on because I knew more people needed to know about you because you're the kind of the perfect poster child of what's possible in life and that you're such a great guy with it as well and i thought this is it he's a perfect guy and this is why i wanted you on because i knew you'd be blown away people would be blown away by how nice and successful you are and so you should be very proud of what you've done and you know i'll tell my mom that you're married so (laughs) you don't need to worry about that well yeah yeah, tell your mom that uh, yeah, that I that I'm married, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I'm kidding, kidding. I at the stop at the yeah. stop sending yeah, pictures. Don't, don't make a picture from your mom, please. I'm kidding. You know what? I think I, that's I was, gonna be. I was that'll be like when I got your email that asked me to be on. I I I was truly honored. I went to your site. I was impressed. I I love your concept. I love what you do, and I'm not just saying that because you had me on. I, I'm serious. I'm. I'm a fan now from here on out. So uh, uh, it's mutual and and you can contact me. You can call me on the phone. You can write me, email me, have me on, you name it. Anytime you want me, there isn't anything that you can't, that I wouldn't do for you within reason. (laughs) I appreciate that. It it, it blows my mind when people thank me because I'm always like, in my head, I'm just like a random guy. And, I love when I hear back from people saying that interview yeah. really helped me. That made me think about something or be a bit changer. And I just love being able to 
think it's helping even one person. Uh, it yeah. blows me away. It makes somebody's day or it helps them through a rough time. And it is, it's like yeah. you said, the best part of you it is giving back. People. And uh, I would just wish I, I could do it to more and more people, which would yeah. help me. But, you know, uh, and naked pictures are great for me. If I could get them, I'd be delighted. But <laughs> well, the floor is open to you now. I mean, is there anything that you've got coming up? Is, it, is there a competition you've got? Is there anything that, you know? Oh, let's see. I, I've got uh, just a project I'm currently working on. It's a, it's aging evolution in conjunction with a with a photographer out of L.A. named Jason Ellis, who's kind of a big time fitness photographer. And we're working on putting a documentary movie together. And it's uh, what are they? What's the title? Uh, Senior Fitness Boom in America. So uh, I've kind of been flying around in different locations and, and, and doing part of that. And they've, they've had some celebrity appearances in there. And, uh, and, uh, and there's me and a, a couple other old guys that look pretty good that they're, they've been using to, to put this documentary together. So that's kind of been the project that I'm working on. I have no idea when it's coming out. A lot of times they don't tell me anything. You know, they're, they're funny when they do these things, they take pictures. And when you, anytime you do pictures for any kind of a photo shoot or magazine, uh, they don't give you any pictures. You sign the rights away. You know, they don't tell you when it's coming out. You're just, you're just a hunk of meat that they're taking pictures of and, uh, you know, for their, for their monetary gain. So, uh, but it, it's fun. It, it makes you feel special. Uh, again, I don't take myself too seriously. Um, but you know, when you're shooting these videos and whatnot, it's, it's just like you see on TV in between takes, they come out and dab your brow and, and fix your makeup and fiddle with your hair. And it just makes me laugh because it just feels so strange. It's almost surreal. And, uh, I just say that I'm 63 years old. What are you going to do with this face? It is what it is. You're trying to get to make me look better here. Uh, it's just, but it, but it's fun to get the star treatment for a little bit. And, uh, it's all flattering and it's cool, but at the end of the day, you're just still. As I'll say, people, it's like all these successful people, they still shit the same way as everybody else, you know? That's exactly right. But, Absolutely. But I love, I love just like this is probably one of the funnest interviews I've done like since I started and you know I can't believe it's been an hour and a half already and it's just suddenly like well where's the time gone and that's when I know it's been a good interview when it's somebody that's kind of just kept my attention away from checking like my questions or checking my stats or you know making sure everything's flowing when I can when you just go into the interview this is why I know you'll be a success this is why you should be doing more of these because so many people will be listening to every word and you know it's it's going to be amazing to watch your career and i think we we need to get you more well known because the you know it's well i'm gonna to have to hurry i don't know what i'm gonna look like when i wake up in the morning i'm shocked that i, <laughs> that I still look this good so we'll see i'm just gonna ride this pony until it drops Well, i'm not gonna look in any mirrors for the next we will because uh, I, I certainly don't look like that let's put it that way well that's it for another week thanks for listening absorb it practice it use it until next time Keep trying to hit that next level in your life.